You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Okay, before we get into today's movie, I need to apologize to Matt and LeWayne. Did you just say movie with air quotes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't I get an apology? Because I, I didn't besmirch you in any way. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but you can be witness to my apology if that makes you feel better. All right, my son. Proceed. I, the other night, was like, oh, hey, I should probably watch that movie we're going to review on Monday because I'm a good review person and I try to keep to the schedules I make. I ended up watching this dumb piece of shit movie by accident. <laughs> And then the next day, I'm halfway through my day, and I'm like, all right, what time's the review? Oh, shit, I didn't watch VHS 99. I watched Spirit Halloween, the movie. Trademark. Doubly pissed off that not only did I watch a horseshit movie, (laughs) I watched it on the wrong day, and I had to fuck all our other schedules for the rest of the week. And so for that, I am sorry. Dude, you watched this movie. That's penance enough. Oh, <laughs> anyways, Spirit Halloween, the movie. Not to be oh. confused with the costume store that pops up in abandoned Toys R Us's and furniture stores that went under and really any type of mall setting. Dude, there's probably one in my garage right now. <laughs> uh, that's that's actually the most disappointing thing about this is that they left the money on the table. The, which is that the stores themselves are alive and don't really have humans. Oh yeah, true. Like like that the idea that the, the, the store the the spirit Halloween, like all urban decay becomes spirit Halloween. If somebody strips all the copper out of the walls, doesn't pay the taxes. One day you wake <laughs> up and like at the stroke of midnight on October, you know, or, or when do they when September they when they start 30th. popping up? Yeah, then then the, then that that building is gone from your community and there's just a spirit Halloween there. I'd like to point out that I just wrote a better movie than this in 30 seconds. <laughs> it's probably, you know, 25 seconds more it took to write this actual movie. I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, they uh, it's a dumb thing and dumb, dumb, dumb. Like if I was given the opportunity to be like, look, this sounds dumb as shit, but spirit Halloween wants to make a movie for Probably not a lot of money, but think about all the costumes you have, blah, blah, blah. Not just costumes, props. Props, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, I would jump at that opportunity to make that the least shitty horror movie I could. Or, conversely, one of the things... Okay, so the thing about this film is that, yes, this is a children's film, which means you can't do overtly horror because terrifying to children but at the same time it also feels condescending to children because this is a pg-13 film and which absolutely applies to some of the visuals 
But like the first two thirds of the movie, it feels like it's PG, which is like, okay, the people that this is for will get terrified of it. And so you have something called Spirit Halloween that takes place in a costume store and you're not playing it for camp. That is your first mistake right there. This is an, you know, this is very clearly somebody's first film, David Poag. I apologize if I mispronounce your name. And it shows. It shows. It feels like this guy is like, I want to make something. And this is what I've got. And it's like, no, you 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 have Christopher Lloyd as your villain. You should have played this for comedy and you didn't. Christopher Lloyd, who was recorded, I want to say, in a New York phone booth from the 70s <laughs> and yeah. sounded like that no matter what entity he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or what space he was in. It wasn't just that it was poorly written, you know, poor across the board. It had bad audio mixing. The effects like were uninspired. You know, it just... Well, speaking of the story, did you want to go through a synopsis uh, yes. of what it is so that we <laughs> oh, people can oh. see why it's bad? It's a coming of age story of three kids and one of the kids is like, uh, Halloween's still cool. And the other two kids are like, I don't know. We're getting older now. And Halloween's kind of lame. And then they're like, well, why don't we spend a night in a spirit Halloween store to prove how cool Halloween still is? And then the hot chick who's in high school is going to come too, and. Man, R.L. Stein has written like a hundred of these. Yeah. And they're all better. Well, the thing is, like, after I watched this film, I was driving home from work because I watched it at work. And I was thinking, hold on a minute. This is a story of a boy who has a major life event happen that he does not like, takes it out on his little sister who just wants to celebrate Halloween with him. A supernatural force is unleashed that he and a bunch of his friends, including a girl he likes, has to deal with. They have a time limit in order to get this done. And in the end, this boy is able to reconcile with both the traumatic life-changing event, heal and make a connection with his sister through the holiday of halloween this is watered down hocus pocus well the with the cast the the main trio every i I kept trying to think who they reminded me of because all three of them were like that reminds me of somebody in something else like this everything about this movie felt that way and i mean i know there are entire there are entire industries where there are there are films that are inspired by or straight up ripped off of other stuff. Sometimes those are just fun in the attempt to be that other thing. I just, I didn't engage with anybody in it. I found the lead kind of irritating. I mean, I know it was supposed to be his, the the whole arc and the thing with his sister and his stepdad and all of the, and his actual dad and all the other stuff, but like, I didn't care. And he was irritating about every element of it. I'll go further. I, uh, uh, he's a genuinely drippy little twerp and you want to bully him. <laughs> You have total sympathy for his friends that want to ditch him and none for him. Well, I think part of it, too, is that they're trying to create a Christmas Hallmark movie set in Halloween and then having it be 
the themes of togetherness and embracing and love and happiness and all that stuff, but also having the meaning of the holidays. Exactly. But with the backdrop of a murderous ghost, which does not work. It could. It doesn't. It could. It doesn't here. Yes. They also didn't utilize the location at all. No. You mean the old uh, Toys R Us it used to be? Well, I was I, like, if this is going to be a Spirit Halloween commercial, which it is, yeah, why not utilize the location and utilize the stuff in it? A lot of the stuff you can't even really see. That was one of the things, though, when I was watching this, I'm like, was this an idea somebody came up with and then approached Spirit Halloween and then they just stuck like Spirit Halloween banner on the building? Because everything about this felt super generic. And more than once, the kids refer to it as a big box Halloween store. They don't even call it by name. So I almost wondered, like, did was did this movie exist mostly complete, and then all of a sudden, Spirit Halloween was approached or got back to them or whatever, and was like, yeah, I guess you could use our name. So then there was like a banner at the beginning, but otherwise, it's generic Halloween store. Guys, I fell asleep three <laughs> or four times during this movie, but that's the thing. I didn't have to go back and rewind five or ten minutes because I can live this story in my sleep. And again, not that this had to really be anything groundbreaking. Nobody's expecting it to be. In fact, they're expecting it not to be. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting it just to be a hot pile of dog shit. It's just uninspired. And we said it earlier. It just if it would have leaned into the campiness like it should, because it's a Halloween movie for kids. Ernest Scared Stupid did it better. Hocus Pocus did it better. So the only thing they do that really actually utilizes it being in a spirit Halloween is the the ghost needs bodies. And when it can't possess a human, because that would be a little too scary, it takes over one of the sort of big kind of marquee items they sell at Spirit Halloween, like one of the life-size things. And uh, and a couple times it gets put into something a little more comic reliefy than that. But And a couple of those are genuinely like, it's kind of creepy to see them moving. And then like at one point he takes over like the, a clown with a with a, um, a hammer for one hand and a saw for the other hand, and then he like can't open anything. He's like, "I need thumbs." And Christopher Lloyd's voice, you know, some of that like sort of worked for five minutes at a time. But yeah, um, like I said, some of the visuals, like essentially the skeleton ring girl, that was a very compelling visual. Yeah, but they but didn't, it wasn't they didn't, utilized very much. They didn't do anything like have them, you know, like, uh, like, oh, we all have to dress up as something to fool the spirits, like the Shaun of the Dead dressing as a zombie scene, you know? Or make it like a Home Alone where it's like, okay, we have these balls over here and we have... The store, the store is making the Halloween things real so we can grab a mask and turn into anything. We can grab right. a foam weapon and it's now See, a real stop, weapon. Stop writing a new better movie. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is where I always feel like I have to add that disclaimer that I don't watch movies because I want to shit all over them. But every once in a while, it just kind of happens that the movie just doesn't work. Um, And this is one of those. Um, To say it's uneven is an understatement. It's a gross understatement. I was originally going to watch this with my kids and scheduling didn't work out. So I watched it and I'm like, well, we'll just watch it with them some other time. And I'm like, oh, no, never mind. We'll watch. (laughs) We'll watch some old Goosebumps VHS or something. I don't know. Um it just doesn't work in most ways. And I feel kind of bad about that, but 
that's the way it is. I mean, Christopher Lloyd showed up for a day so for they could so they could get like some outdoor shots with him and some audio, and that was about it. Marla Gibbs is wasted as the grandma who sits on the porch scaring everybody. Um, in the end, this this just I don't I don't have much I can say for it. It's one out of five Goosebumps books that magically just appear in libraries already used and battered. <laughs> Well, rather than reiterate a lot of what we already said, you know, the disjointedness of the film, the uneven tone, uh, I'm going to I am going to reiterate that a good chunk of this film feels like it's condescending to its audience. I think that's important to point out, you know, because a lot of people will look at this and be like, oh, it's a kid's movie. And it's like. Yeah, but I remember, you know, my husband has talked about when he was a kid feeling like his entertainment was looking down on him. It's like kids can accept and take in a lot more than a lot of people give them credit for. They're not as stupid as you think. And this film feels like they were looking down on kids like, oh, kids won't get this. Yeah, they will. Don't be a dick. And... In that, a little bit of a segue into kind of the moralistic sort of things about this film, in that I am going to give it one, one prop, because I've said this in several reviews that I've been in, is that I feel very passionately and very strongly that art has a responsibility. Art's prime, One of art's primary functions is to mold and influence societal thought. And that is especially true for children's entertainment because they are the most moldable. So art has a responsibility to send out messages that are important for society to learn. Now, this one I noticed there were two messages, one of which it failed and one of which it succeeded. So the one that it failed, and it has to do with Marla Gibbs as the grandma, As you said, she is very underutilized, but her purpose in this film is to be creepy grandma. That is the entirety of her function. She's creepy. You can tell the little bit of characterization that she does have has a tone of maliciousness to it. Now, how is the main way that they expressed this in a film vocabulary? By giving her a milky eye. By making her have cataracts in one eye, which makes her look spooky. So this film sends the message, one that has been sent through film before. An example of this happened with the witch's most recent adaptation with the claw hands of the head witch, which is a genetic disorder. It's essentially saying people with deformities, with disabilities, people who are physically different are, in a sense, evil. That is the vocabulary, and you are sending this message to kids. There are a lot of people's kids and grandmas and grandpas have cataracts, and you're sending a message that if one of them has a cataract, it means they're bad. So thumbs down, do better. But I will give the one prop I'm going to give to this film is that it does take a toxic message and goes, I see you and I'm erasing it, which is getting the girl is the prize for doing a job well done. This film sees that message and flat out goes no. That 
the girl that the guy has the crush on at the end, she's like, no, never going to happen. She is given her own autonomy. And so it does send the message that just because you think you deserve a girl, she doesn't have to go with you. You do not win a person. And so for that, I will give a round of applause to because that is an important message that is not said enough. And that is important to teach children because they grow up into incels if they don't get that message. So that is the one thing I will give this film. Everything else, we've seen it before and we've seen it before done a lot better. 1.5 out of 5 bicycles that you left at the store that you could easily have put into the back of your SUV. (laughs) Bikes are expensive. Why'd you leave them there? You have enough room in your car, woman. (laughs) When, when something is this callow of a sellout, the, the, my minimum expectation is that they do something clever with the license. Like if you're going to vomit at us that it's in a spirit Halloween, like 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 I like I said, think of something. Think of something that uses the license. Maybe the maybe the old evil guy was also the founder of Spirit Halloween, or maybe he maybe he commercialized Halloween, and we need to learn a lesson about that. Yeah, we have no idea why he's route. evil. Well, he's a rich landlord, so eh. It it does almost nothing with its motivation. It's nothing other movies haven't done. And it is a commercial. It very much felt like it was made by the people that make um, training videos at work, and they were make <laughs> then they were making it to sell at and play in Spirit Halloweens, and for no other purpose. One out of five times, I was glad it at least didn't possess one of those awful shitty zombie baby things. <laughs> I agree with you, Mindy. The part where she at the end is like no i'm not gonna be your girlfriend never gonna happen exact quote (laughs) that was good but i still felt like it could have been better oh absolutely i'm not saying that it was well done i'm just saying the fact that they didn't lean into it was a good thing i'll give it props for that but even i just i just want to reiterate that Yes, it's a very progressive thing to do, but they still did it in a ham-fisted way that just you kind of like trip into it and you're like, yay, can we just finish the movie, please? So, dude, I have it's been a year and a half since I've been on this channel reviewing movies and I'm normally pretty open to a lot of things. But this movie offended me so much for all the reasons we just said you had an IP Obviously, it was going to be a sellout. Do something creative. Don't just phone it in and hire a first-time director and a first-time writer. And, and I get it. You don't want to pay them anything. But there are other directors and writers that will probably work the same amount that have just, like, you know, more under their belt. So, dude, one out of ten. One out of ten. And, oh, man, I would give it lower if I could. And I'm not even going to give like a funny, it's one out of 10 Halloween pumpkins. No, fuck this movie, <laughs> everything it stands for. And the fact that I, I uh, watched the wrong movie. And again, that's my fault, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs>